الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لقدم واتقوا الله these sacred moments is also a very great ni'mat. Allah blesses somebody with the topic of appreciating these sacred and these great moments. Not giving due regard to any sacred time, sacred place. This too is something which makes the time, if you may use the word, more serious. On Hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says that Salatakum la yukallimuhum Allahu yawm al-qiyama wa la yamzuru ilayhim wa la yudhikihim wa la mu'adhaabun ahim There are various different divayas In this particular narration, Nabi Sallallahu says that there are three categories of people On the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will not look at them with mercy will not talk to them with any word of mercy and forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala will not purify them or oh, then is a very severe punishment so many things are being mentioned about these categories of people obviously it's a very very major thing on the day of Qiyamah somebody deprived of Allah Ta'ala's days of mercy then what is going to be the result? Allah Ta'ala does not forgive someone, does not purify the person and then on top of that the warning of a severe punishment out of those three categories, one of the people that is mentioned in this hadith is that a person who takes an oath after Asad, but he is lying. He is taking an oath and he is lying. He is taking a false oath. Now, taking a false oath is itself a major sin. To lie is a major sin to start a word. Then on top of that, on that lie to take the name of Allah, that compounds the sin. But then what is this qualification of after Asr? After Asr, and this is where these additional warnings have come. That after Asr, between Asr and Maghrib is a very sacred time, it's a Mubarak time. That is why the Tasbihat and Azkar etc. that we are prescribed to do the preferable times are between Fajr, between Fajr and Ishraq and between Asr and Maghrib because of the extra burqat in the sand, the extra uh, sanctity in the sand. Now this person totally disregarded the sanctity even of this time. One was the speaking a lie, on top of that taking the name of Allah Ta'ala on the lie, already this was bad enough. This was already a terrible sin. But then he didn't even take care and didn't even give any regard to that sacred time between Asr and Maghrib. 
is a very important time. Now, as sacred as that time is, the month of Ramadan, the sanctity of this time is multiplied many, many times more. So, not giving due regard to the time between Asr and Maghrib became such a major thing. What would be the situation about the Mubarak month of Ramadan? The sanctity of this time. So, this is a great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this opportunity to see this Mubarak month, to see these precious moments. But what is required is the appreciation of this time. And what is the appreciation of this time? Alhamdulillah, one is to try and maximize whatever ibadah we can do, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, salah, and tasbihah, zikr, all the various ibadah. But together with that, as we repeatedly hear discuss, the appreciation is really to achieve what Allah Ta'ala has given us this Mubarak month for. And that is the aspect of taqwa. So this Mubarak month has gone, more than half of it has gone. What it requires us to now search within ourselves, introspect, that thus far how much have I progressed in taqwa? For example, in terms of one is obviously taqwa requires that all our ibadah is performed in time. So Alhamdulillah the month of Ramadan comes, the masjid is quite full, people are conscious of their salah, people are conscious that they shouldn't miss any salah etc. So this is something that should continue. It doesn't finish off with Ramadan. Ramadan is merely the time to spiritually boost us continue with whatever we have now achieved and to improve on that. But, Alhamdulillah, everybody is fasting in the month of Ramadan and people become more conscious about making sure there is a God is discharged. So, Alhamdulillah, all the ibadah comes alive, which is essential, these are fundamentals of deen. But together with that, taqwa now in all the other facets of life. For example, how much of taqwa has come into my eyes? Unfortunately, how often people, even in the month of Ramadan, person is making tilaw of the Quran Sharif, many paras of the Quran Sharif, after that he throws the Quran Sharif, and then he washes everything away in the few minutes of looking at haram on his phone. So then we have not gained what the object of the month of Ramadan is. Alhamdulillah, the ibadah is excellent, Allah Ta'ala will reward us for that. But it is like a person eating very good food, nourishing food, and supplements and whatever else, but he's also taking some poison with all this. The poison will overwhelm everything. person eats a very hearty meal of excellent food, wonderful food, very nourishing, very healthy, and then after that he takes a few drops of poison, the whole nourishing meal will get wiped out with the spoon. The whole thing will be reversed and will be worse off. He won't be able to benefit at all from whatever he ate. That poison will destroy everything and destroy him also. So, this is the effect of sin. So, this month of Ramadan Allah Ta'ala gave us, La'allakum tattakun, fa'ya taqwa. How much of taqwa has come into my eyes? How much of taqwa has come onto my tongue? Saving this tongue from rebirth, from lying, from talking, evil talk, immoral talk, all sins of the tongue, how much of taqwa has come onto my tongue. Many a time, even the month of Ramadan, in casual discussion, you start talking about somebody and 
good things about him and then down the line after the several good things, the one butt will come away. And as soon as that butt comes, then the whole thing goes on a U-turn. And then there's everything but good about the person. And the heaven starts. All the good that was required, everything is wiped down. <coughs> so that's the power of the tongue to reflect now. In this month, how many times have I misused my tongue? Have I broken somebody's heart with my tongue? Then the power of the ears. Have I been keeping my ears from listening to any haram? Taqwa of the heart. How many times the heart, Alhamdulillah, externally a person is engaging himself in righteous things, keeping himself safe from sin, but the heart is immersed in so many evils. Evil of jealousy, for example. There's no effort being made to cleanse it. Very often, we don't even give recognition to the fact that this is a major crime. Meaning the sins of the heart, whether it's pride, whether it is jealousy, whether it is malice, whether it is miserliness, whether it is any of the other, the love of the ego, the love of dunya. Now when a person has not acknowledged, a person is in denial of a of an illness. A person is diabetic, but he is refusing to accept his diabetic, so he's eating anything. He's eating all the sweet things, he's eating anything that Whereas he should be avoiding all those foods, so what is going to be their result? So when a person is in denial of a sickness, then that's a major problem. Then the prospects of getting cured from it are very distant. The first step is to acknowledge this is a problem. The person has an anger problem. Now that anger problem, which is a major disease. In the hadith, one person comes to the beast and he asks him for advice. Now can we imagine a person asking Mr. Buddha for advice? So now so many things could have been said. But the Beast Lawson gives him one advice. And that advice is in two words. It says to him, La Tabdab. Don't become angry. And he stopped. The person asked him, please give me more advice. When he asked for more advice, the Beast Lawson repeats the same two words, La Tabdab. Don't become angry. And then the third time he asks for more advice. And the third time he is given the same two words of advice. Now the same two words are being repeated three times. This is the emphasis. Because this is such a major disease. It's a disease. But to start off with, we won't, or we don't recognize it as a disease, and then we don't acknowledge it. So we don't make any attempt to rectify it. So a person vents the anger anywhere and everywhere. One is to get angry. Get angry is a human emotion. It's not something that a person can expect that the anger won't well up. Somebody more, somebody less. This is something which is a human emotion. But the Quran speaks about that those who suppress their anger and the very much is not in his control, but suppressing it is in his control. And it is definitely in one control. So the same anger, at one place the person just keeps saying that I just lost it. He lost everything. So the person keeps losing, you see, he's a lost case. But yet, when that anger now wells up in front of somebody, double his size, 
or somebody who is his superior, he can lose his job if he rents his own there. Then suddenly now he's under control. Where he could have lost out in a big way, where he could get physically hurt if he rents his anger there, or some other way he would lose out, then suddenly he's totally under control. He could rent it out elsewhere. He had a bad time at work. But he couldn't vent anger there, he goes and vents it on the wife at home. One person actually, there was some issue, some domestic issue. So now he tried to resolve the matter, so the husband brings this up as a, as a, as a point, as an issue. That I should have the right to come and vent my emotions at home. Why should make me an issue about this? I had a bad day at work the whole day, so now I need to vent it somewhere. So now the Zalim is somebody else. And he's making somebody else a Muslim in, in return. So Zadim was somebody at work, so the brunt of his wife must say, Is this not his good? But that anger is something which a person has become blind about. So now Kepha requires that he now checks within himself, his heart. Is my heart clean of any jealousy? Have I made an effort to start feeling it? Of pride, of malice, of this Fukud dunya, the love of dunya. The love of the ego, this anger, all these maladies of the heart, which are cancers, spiritual cancers. But our focus is entirely on the external self, meaning adorning, beautifying the external self, adorning the heart. This is because it's concealed, we don't see the maladies of the heart, so we don't take care of adorning the heart. This is the focus of this Mubarak month of Ramadan. When we look in the life of our Kabir, this is the whole thing, that the entire focus was of adorning the heart. When the heart is adorned, then the external will be adorned as well. A person's actions, how he speaks, how he conducts himself, what kind of akhlaq he displays, how he deals with people around him, how he deals with those under him, whether it is his employees, whether it is others, so, all this will become adorned with the best akhlaq, with the best conduct, with the heart is adorned. When the heart is conscious, and this is what this taqwa is all about, to bring this consciousness, not just in one facet of being, in every facet of being. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu was once traveling. So, he came to the station, he needed to travel from Saharanpur to Kanpur. So, for example, now we say from Berlin to Durban. So, he came to the station, so he had some extra luggage. The rule was that a certain amount of luggage, like a person traveling by air nowadays, so many kilos is part of the luggage allowance, over and above that, he would pay for it. So, he came to the counter to say that this is my extra baggage, and to pay for this. The person who was at the counter was a Hindu, but he was somebody who knew Harumar. So he recognized him and he even knew the caliber of the person. So out of that respect, now he is doing it in his way. He told him, Are Asa, what are you worried about this weighing of this baggage and take for it? Don't worry, I will talk to the guard. The guard, the person on the train who was in charge to go and see anybody got their ticket, people have paid for the excess baggage, whatever. I will talk to him and he just wrote this on, he won't ask anything further. So now this person is a Hindu. <coughs> I was asking that 
پھر آگے کیا ہوگا Or something to, for you to eat or drink, 
after he had finished off with it, he said, please take this away. Whoever it was, was busy with something else, so the spoon was left there on the side. After a while, again, he said, please take this away. So, he said, just now, I'll take it. And he got busy again, whatever he was doing. So then he became a little annoyed. And he said, please, I told you how many times now, why are you not taking it? So his son asked him that, well, fine, I will take it, but it's just a utensil to take back to the kitchen or to the other part of the house. There must be some reason why you are always so persistent on this, that this must go immediately. What is the reason for this? After all, a utensil, and it needs to go in the house, from this room to that room. He says, no, you haven't understood. After I got sick, I brought everything that belongs to me into this room. And I've written it in my wasiyah, in my will. What is in this room belongs to me. And what is not in this room does not belong to me. That I've already given, belonging to my wife or whatever, it belongs to her from before. So anything that is not in this room doesn't belong to me. And something that is in this room is mine. Now this one utensil came from the other part of the house. Doesn't belong to me. Now it's left here. And if my eyes close now, somebody will read my wasiyah and just say anything in the room belongs to me. This one utensil or this one spoon will get included in my estate. It doesn't belong to me. And I will be accountable for this on the day of the Now this is a this is taqwa. This taqwa that we talk about the whole month of Ramadan and listen to, this is that taqwa that will voice from inside. That I must not be held accountable for anything that I have done because everything must be done freely. After Ruth Shakisa Abdullah passed away, one of the very senior Fulafa of the family, Dr. Abdul he came for Tazir, perhaps wasn't there at the time of the Janata. So, Dr. Abdul Abdullah was very old and himself, very ill. So he came, so while he was there, they saw how ill he is and how weak he is. There was some Hakimi medicine for energy. So one of them brought that one spoon full of that. So shortly after Shabisa passed away, he came and presented it to Dr. Zahir Abdullah to say that have this is a very good medication for energy. Have this spoon full, inshallah it help you. So he was perhaps away, this belonged to Mutti Shabisa Mahatullah who has now passed away. He asked him, that how did you ever present this to me? Are you not aware this is part of the estate now? What right do you have to present this to me? Very firmly, he reprimanded him. So, then, replied and said, this is part of the estate, but presently all the kids are present here. All are adults, and all have happily consented that you should be given this and you should partake of it. It's definitely, everybody is present, everybody is consented, yes, this is the right of everyone, but everybody is consented, wholeheartedly. And they're all happy for you to have this. It is their honor for you to have it. Then he accepted it. But on the turn, immediately his mind went to that, that this is part of the estate of the deceased. I have no right to touch this, nobody else has a right to touch it without the consent of all the heirs. Now this is how sensitive these things are, when that voice is there inside, 
وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّبَتْ لِغَدْ Let a person consider what he has sent ahead. There was one person in his last moments, some people had come to visit him, and now he was in his last moments, there was an artist person sitting there as well. And suddenly after it was night, there was a candle or a lamp that was burning, and after a while this person passed away, took his last breath and he passed away. As soon as he passed away, the spies person that was also sitting at his bedside, the first thing he did was he extinguished that lamp or candle. Now it's night, no lights in those times, and now this candle got extinguished, so everybody is in total darkness. People started now expressing their irritation at this, that what did you do? We are all in total darkness, now why did you extinguish that lamp? So he replied and said that while this person was alive, this belonged to him and it was burning for his benefit. Now that he has passed away, this no more belongs to him, it belongs to the head. And we don't have that permission. We don't even know whether there is any miners among them. To start off with all the heirs, we don't know who they are, they are here, not here. And if there is any miner among them, we can't even take his concept, it doesn't you know, have no consequence. So what right do we have to use somebody else's property without their permission? Therefore I extinguish it. Now this is Waltanzur Nafsum Maqat Let the person consider and look what have I set ahead, ahead of tomorrow. What have I set for tomorrow? That tomorrow the day of Qiyamah, then every minor and very very minute thing also will be accounted for. And this is what this Mubarak book of Ramadan has come for, to equip us with this taqwa. But this requires this consciousness to be developed, that a person is focused towards bringing these aspects of life also alive within us. That my mamra, my monetary dealings will be all clear and above board. My mu'asharat, my social interaction, whether it is with those within the four walls of my own home, whether it is with my extended family, whether it is people in society, or whoever it may be, that is all above board, that is all clear. And that is in the way that the Islam is taught. Whether it is my akhlaq, what kind of character I show? Everything must be now permeated with this taqwa. From ibadat to our mu'amalat, mu'asharat, akhlaq, everything permeated with this taqwa. Then we would have achieved what the object of this Mubarak month is. So, the ibadat that we do is to enhance this, is to give that spiritual energy to bring all these branches of deen alive. It is not the end point, it is the starting point. It is a start that develops that, that gives that energy, boosts the person to now bring all these things into his life. But this requires that we make dua for it, we make the effort for it, we inquire about it. person has some minor worldly issues, we want to make sure we get the right advice, so that we don't incur any loss. And so that that deal will go through without any problems, without any hitches. So for our dunya we make Many efforts, we take the advice, we take, we go out of our way to make sure everything is done right. So for our akhirat, likewise we need to inquire, we need to make the effort to rectify these problems within ourselves, all the melodies of the heart, and bringing all these things in line, our mu'amalat, our mu'asarat, our akhlaq, inquire that everything is done correctly, or how to overcome the problems that may have come up in this way, inshallah, that burden will come in dunya also, because when a person deals Correctly, Allah Ta'ala infuses barakat in dunya as well. 
just to finish up on this one incident, recently there was one, recently meaning just over a month or so ago, one person was in some business and then something happened with another person, whatever the problem was, don't go into those details. So in any case, what the other person had done was something really incorrect without going into the details of it. This person is someone and I give you barkat also, give me barkat also, give you duas. Apparently, all this outward situation was that this person now is going to be in major trouble. His business might even collapse. Might not be easy to understand without the details, but there is no need to go into those details. But the point was that this person apparently was now in a state of collapse. But he took it on a positive note. He gave dua and about a month later, one month later, he explained that, don't ask me how it happened, but this month the turnover was three times previously, which outwardly was an impossibility, and there was apparently no change in anything else. Everything is getting on normal, not that there was some major boost in something else or the number of customers or something. Everything was carrying on as previously, but suddenly, where, how come the turnover was three times more? But now this is Allah Paratai to somebody who does it with the right heart and the right spirit. Allah Nizam is not confined and is not shackled to the means. Allah is the creator of means. Allah is the provider of Allah. And when a person deals with taqwa, the consciousness of Allah and with his gaze on Akhirah. Allah is the provider of dunya also. Allah is the provider of the nehmas of Akhirah as well. So this Mubarak month is for to bring this entire deen in our lives. So you believe in taking Islam entirely, not departmentalized. Certain things we take, certain things we ignore, everything, entire deen. This is when we will get the good of dunya also. And the everlasting nehmas of Akhirat is well. Allah Ta'ala grants me all of us to وتجاوز عما تعلمت انك انت العاد الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بشهداء الصالحين غير خزايا ولا ندامى ولا مكفورين اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا أنسلك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت الدعاء وعليك البلاء ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم 
وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين.